Welcome to the Andrew Young School Podcast, where each month we interview a member of the Andrew Young School community who embodies the school's charge to think ahead and innovate in the fields of criminal justice, economics, public management and policy, social work, and urban studies. For this episode, we spoke to Seth Krupp, Associate Director for Policy in the, in the Division of Healthcare Quality Promotion at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Seth graduated from the Andrew Young School in 2012 with a Master's of Public Administration. He began his career at the CDC through the prestigious Federal Presidential Management Fellowship Program and has worked in various capacities at the CDC for over nine years. During the COVID-19 pandemic, Seth's work has focused on policies which impact treatment programs implemented by hospitals, clinics, and other medical facilities across the country. We spoke to Seth about how his education led him to working in public health policy and the impact that participating in the Presidential Management Fellowship Program had on his career. So I'm here with Seth Krupp. Seth, thanks for joining me this morning. No problem. Pleasure to be here. I want to start with the question that we ask everybody, which is, what was your path to the Andrew Young School? It was a little longer, I think, than maybe some people traditionally entering a a master's uh, program. So I did the master's in public administration program at Andrew Young School in 2012, I finished. Um, However, I completed undergrad in 2002. So there was, you know, almost an eight or 10 year gap in between. And during that time, I worked in a variety of nonprofit settings, um, first in Washington, D.C. at a a Latin American affairs political think tank, um, then later managing a a social service program for immigrant youth, and then moved to Atlanta and uh, worked in another nonprofit, um, managing a refugee resettlement program. And so through these varied experiences in the the nonprofit field and moving more up from direct services to administration, I felt like I needed to kind of improve some skills and gain some more skills in the, the public policy public administration arena. Um, and Andrew Young's school um, provided a, a great way for me to get those skills while also continuing to work while while going back to school to get my degree and then found my way to, to CDC after that. So I'm curious, when you entered your master's, was public health policy at all on your radar? How did you get into that line of work? Not really. That's a good question. Uh, you know, right when I was going back to school, it was around the time of the Haiti earthquake in 2010. And I had been doing a lot of work on that with uh, resettling medical evacuees from Haiti to the United States and to the Atlanta area. And so I became really interested in disaster policy um, and kind of disaster relief and the, the domestic side of that here from international incidents. Um, and the the clients that we were working with from Haiti that came to the U.S. were here mainly for medical treatment. So um, I had a lot of interaction with hospitals, you know, ended up going to 19 hospitals in the Atlanta area, which I did not even know there were that many hospitals in the Atlanta area prior to that. So I kind of slowly became interested in the, the disaster policy, the health policy with going to uh, hospitals with these clients and helping navigate that system. Um, and then uh, I saw a, a a great job opening at um, CDC via the Presidential Management Fellowship Program that kind of combined those interests in that it was in their uh, Center for Preparedness and Response, which kind of does a a lot of that work in those different realms. And you mentioned the uh, Presidential Management Fellowship, which is something that I wanted to touch on. Um, For those who aren't familiar, can you maybe give us a rundown of what that program is and how you got engaged with it? Yeah, so that program is the U.S. government's 
flagship leadership development program for people completing an advanced degree, whether that's a master's degree, a PhD, a a law degree, etc. And it really focuses on um, policy type work and um, kind of developing the next generation of government leaders. So what you do is you apply either in your last year of your graduate degree program or up to two years after completion of your graduate degree program, you're applying not to a specific job, but basically to be qualified as a a presidential management fellow at large. Uh, So it's a very kind of intense yet general application process, kind of lots of assessments, interviews, writing samples. Once you become qualified as this presidential management fellow finalist, you then enter um, kind of a more traditional job search with all the openings that are open government-wide. And I really can't speak more highly of that program. Um, Each year, Andrew Young, school holds um, at least one or two information sessions for the grad students, and I think also some of the undergrads to get them interested in that. Um, It's a great pathway into government. It gives you a a two-year full-time employment as a presidential management fellow. At the successful completion of that, um, you then convert to a a regular civil service employee in the U.S. government and can continue your career if that's your desire there. Um, It's highly regarded within and outside of government. Government. Um, so there are a lot of training opportunities, a lot of advancement opportunities, and it's just a, a great way to get a foot in the door and start a U.S. government career at any number of agencies um, around the country or around the world, if that's something that interests someone. So I, I highly recommend it. I definitely think people should take advantage of the information sessions that the Andrew Young School offers each year around that the application process, because it is pretty intense um, to make a cut as a semifinalist and then a finalist and then you know eventually get the job. I think in my application year, there were 10,000 applicants, you know, maybe a thousand made the semifinalist stage, then 600 made the finalist stage, then 400 get jobs. So it gets whittled down along the way. Um, But it is a a fantastic program government wide that can get you into any number of agencies. And was that how you landed at CDC? Yeah, exactly. Um, CDC was something I was interested in. I was here in Atlanta, CDC is based in Atlanta. And like I mentioned, um, things just kind of really lined up. I was looking at a number of different presidential management fellow openings once I made the final stage at different government agencies, both in D.C. and in Atlanta. And um, CDC usually has about 15 to 20 PMFs that they hire each year. Um, So they have a a good use of the program and a good cohort every year and kind of the, the perfect opportunity in their Center for Preparedness and Response that dealt with public health readiness and um, disaster response and planning uh, opened up at the same time and and it all really worked out. And so then I've been at CDC for nine years since then. And what was that transition like moving from being, you know, a full-time nonprofit employee and a grad student to all of a sudden you're at the CDC, you're a presidential management fellow, you've more or less pivoted your line of work, but you're still kind of in the same field. How did you manage that? Yeah, it was interesting. It was kind of, um, you know, starting over a bit. I had been more senior in some of the smaller nonprofits that I worked in and then coming in as the new person, kind of more junior um, at CDC. But uh, the program, the PMF program really helps you move along quickly and has a great alumni network, which is one of the other things um, that is fantastic about it, both across the government and within CDC in particular. It's a a close-knit group. People tend to stay there for 10 to 20 years after completing their PMF and leadership positions. So they they look out for each other and 
um, you know, you really have uh, this alumni network to take advantage of for career mentoring um, and for advancement, which was fantastic and helped to make that transition easier, I think, um, and, and made it a really enjoyable experience. Uh, it was, you know, a different working environment going from relatively small nonprofits to a very large government agency. So I had to get used to new culture and new processes and, and systems. Um, but you know, after a couple of years, you get used to it. And so now that you're nine years in, do you look back on any particular faculty or courses from your time at the Andrew Young School that you put to use in your current job? Yes, definitely. Uh, Professor Greg Lewis and his statistics classes were instrumental. I enjoyed them at the time. And looking back on it, they were extremely important. You know, we do a ton of data analysis at CDC. I don't actually do that data analysis. I'm a policy person. I work on congressional appropriations and congressional uh, relations and interagency relations with other government agencies that we work with. However, I need to be an informed consumer of a lot of statistical analysis. And his classes helped make me a more confident, more informed consumer of the studies that I read and need to explain to Congress or other partners or other agencies. So I'm while I may not be producing them myself and using SPSS or SAS or any other statistical program, I am confident in my ability to read them and ask informed questions and question things in in the studies and and really get into it based on some of those classes. So I think that is, even if one does not plan on doing statistical analysis as part of a job, it's important to be able to be a consumer of that and be able to ask intelligent questions and understand what the studies mean and what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are. So that was really helpful. And he's just a fantastic professor that made those classes fun and interesting. Not the first podcast guest to say that. So I'm glad to hear that everybody enjoys that class. Yeah. And it is, it is just so important to be able to understand the information, even if it is not your responsibility to have to do the analysis yourself or produce those. It's important to understand how to and be able to ask tough questions about it as well to, you know, understand what the weaknesses are. I think that's that's really important. So you touched on it a little bit just now, but I want to kind of do a deep dive into your current role. What does the average day for you look like at the CDC? Yeah, that changes a lot depending on the circumstance. Um, so right now, I'm what's called the Associate Director for Policy in a division called our Division of Healthcare Quality Promotion. That's the division that works most closely with the healthcare sector itself, hospitals, nursing homes, dialysis clinics, et cetera, and tries to marry that up with the public health system, whether it's the federal public health system at CDC and other agencies or the state and local public health system in your state and local health departments. Um, so it takes a, a broad range. Um, just for an example, um, you know, throughout the COVID response that my division and that I've been involved in in various roles, um, a lot of writing of congressional testimony for our leaders at CDC, uh, drafting of responses to congressional inquiries, talking to congressional staffers to answer their questions and keep them on top of the latest developments in the COVID response and how the healthcare system um, and the public health system are responding to that. Um, we've been doing a lot of work with other federal 
federal government agencies like the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services that obviously works very closely with the health care system um, and working with them to see how we can leverage some of their policy payment and regulatory levers that they uniquely possess um, to accomplish public health goals. So that might be briefing them on data that CDC wants to collect and brainstorming with them about how they can use some of their regulatory mechanisms to help us collect those data. Um, how we can collect data to help them fulfill their regulatory mission. So drafting with them parts of their regulations that are upcoming or policy memos, writing decision memos for the Department of Health and Human Services and their leadership to take a look at on activities that we want to do, uh, funding that we want to put out the door to state uh, health departments to help them deal with COVID and shore up infection control in healthcare settings, for example. So it, it really runs the range from dealing with Congress, dealing with other non-governmental agencies, dealing with other federal government agencies, and um, dealing with our own parent agency at HHS. Um, And that keeps it pretty fast-paced on the policy side for me and and very interesting, um, especially with, with COVID over the last, you know, almost two years now. On a previous episode, we spoke to another alum who works at CDC, Ramu Khalidi. Mm-hmm. I know him. Uh, and he said a similar thing. It sounds like you all wear a lot of hats and you have to be ready to uh, pivot in your capacity pretty frequently. How do you stay on top of all of that? Yeah, that's something I like about it. Um, there are definitely different tracks at CDC. You know, we have some of the world's best scientists in a very particular area, and they may spend their entire career in that one particular area that is their expertise, whereas on kind of the non-scientific um policy side that I work on, I get to work in a a broader range of topics, maybe not to as great a depth, but um, it keeps me on my toes learning about new topics and being able to explain those topics to different audiences. Um, So I think it's just a lot of maintaining situational awareness, a lot of um, reading, a lot of analyzing information quickly and and turning around responses. So um, it's just yeah, you you read a lot, you listen a lot, you learn a lot from the scientists around you, and then you try to apply that information um, for the task that you're doing, whether it's writing a congressional budget justification or preparing um, a leader for a, a congressional briefing or writing a memo for HHS. Um, so I think it's just the ability to to gather that information and incorporate it into whatever you need to produce. I would be remiss to not touch on the elephant in the room, so to speak. Uh, How has your work changed in light of the COVID-19 pandemic? Yeah, well, logistically, I'm speaking to you from my home office as opposed to my um, normal office at the CDC in Atlanta. Um, So we have been, like most of the federal government, on maximum telework. So if one can perform their job duties from a a remote location, that is the the preference. So I've been doing that for quite some time now. Um, That has its challenges. You know, prior to that, at the beginning of the COVID response, when I was working on it, we were all mostly based in our emergency operations center, which is a a giant um, floor of a a building with multiple team rooms. You can shout out a question and get an answer from the the 12 people in the room around you, which makes it efficient, cuts down on email, uh, lends itself to brainstorming and problem solving. So much different now with the, the almost fully remote work environment. So that's been a big change. Um, and the other is just the the topic. You know, I've been working almost exclusively 
heavily on COVID and its impact on the healthcare system for the last, you know, 18 months, whereas normally I would have worked on a broader range of topics. Um, so that that is definitely a change both on the thematic realm as well as the, the logistical realm. And the hours are longer during an emergency response, of course. You have continued to remain engaged with the Andrew Young School since your graduation, which we greatly appreciate. And for some of our newer alums, I'm curious what you would say to them about why it's been important to remain engaged with the school. I, you know, I really enjoy it myself. Um, the school was great for me in terms of the education and giving me additional knowledge and skills that I did not have before, but also in terms of career networking. You know, one thing I, I didn't mention when I was at Andrew Young, I did a, a fellowship that was unique to the Andrew Young School and CARE, um, the large international um, aid agency down the street from GSU. Um, and I think that was really instrumental in helping me get the the Presidential Management Fellowship. Um, so, and that was arranged by the Career Services Office at the Andrew Young School, which is a fantastic resource. So, all of that being said, I think the opportunities it gave me, I felt like I really wanted to help others take advantage of those opportunities too, especially in the Atlanta area, because GSU is, and Andrew Young School are so well connected in the Atlanta area. It really opens up a lot of doors for you. So, I wanted to keep those doors open for others and, and show them the opportunities that they have. So, um, I just really enjoy staying in touch with um, the career services office and the faculty at, at Andrew Young and trying to share any helpful insights I have with other students. You touched on something there that I hear from a lot of alumni that it feels like the Andrew Young School is so deeply interwoven into the policy community in Atlanta and beyond. I'm curious if you could speak to that in your experience as an alum. Sure. I mean, we have a, a GSU and I think Andrew Young School alumni network at CDC, um, other GSU disciplines as well from the, the law school or the MBA program or the master's in health administration, I think, from the business school are also represented at CDC. So we have a, a good group there. You know, I run into Andrew Young people when I worked at CARE, others um, that worked there. There are a bunch in state government. Um, you know, Atlanta is the regional hub for uh, the Southeast region for the U.S. government. So in the federal building around the corner, there are definitely a lot of Andrew Young alums as well. So there's just really great networking and you continually run into these um, fellow alums of the programs um, throughout the, the policy and nonprofit community and government, state or federal um, in the Atlanta area. So I think that's just fantastic to see. And what do you see as like a commonality in those alums? Is there a particular quality that you notice in folks that come out of our school? That's a good question. You know, uh, I think it it may be a lot were working before going back to graduate school and a lot were working during graduate school. So we each brought a lot of networks and connections with us um, during grad school and were able to kind of amplify those. So I think that is something that I have seen that's helpful. You know, when I was in grad school before working at CDC, some of my classmates were working at CDC. So it was really helpful to, to make those connections and see. So I think it's basically just world experience, life experience, work experience that the students at GSU and Andrew Young tend to have that is really beneficial. So we're each coming with pretty established networks that we can share with others. So what would you say to other alums who are interested in reconnecting? What is the impetus to get involved with these alumni groups and things like that? Well, first, it's enjoyable. Um, it's 
it's fun to hear about what's going on at Andrew Young since I've been there. Um, you know, it's a source of pride that I went there. Um, so I want to share back what I've done since then um, and also encourage others to just take advantage of the amazing opportunities that exist on campus there to connect you to the world beyond it. So I think definitely just being proactive. If no one from Andrew Young has contacted you, reach out to the Alumni Affairs Network, reach out to the Career Services Office, and they will definitely find an opportunity for you to to participate and, you know, just add some variety and keeps me thinking and meeting new people. And what about for our students? What would you say to those folks who are currently pursuing degrees? Take advantage of those opportunities that uh, I described. You know, when you see something like a a guest speaker coming from uh, a local nonprofit or from the state government or the federal government, go to that lecture, go to that career services event, go to the career fair, definitely go to the presidential management fellowship uh, application orientation seminar each year, and also take advantage of your professors and their office hours. I think that's something I stress for graduate students as well as undergraduate students. Um, It seems to me that professors really enjoy that. You develop a relationship with the professors. They have tremendous insight beyond just the class that they're teaching you at the moment. They have great networks that if you show the interest and the willingness to spend some of your time with them, they will share with you, which will help your career development. So I think that's just an amazing resource that people should not hesitate to take advantage of and spend an hour in the office of their professor, even if they're not there for any specific question about a paper or a project they're working on just to get to know their professors and know what their their networks are and their specialties are. So do you have any other uh, stories or memories or anything that you want to share? Any particular highlights from your time at the Andrew Young School? Oh, it's been almost a decade. So it's a little bit harder to... um, remember the the specific events. Um, but I, I would just, you know, encourage people to take advantage of what is beyond the classroom at Andrew Young, all of those extracurricular things, all of the extra lectures, all the extra seminars um, to get the most out of it beyond just the degree. Well, Seth, I want to thank you for your time with us this morning. This has been a great conversation. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. To learn more about the Presidential Management Fellowship Program, contact the Office of Career Services and Alumni Relations via email at ayscareers at gsu.edu. The Andrew Young School Podcast is produced by Taylor Olmsted, with production assistance on this episode from Jennifer Giratano. Our executive producer is Ivani Raval. We are a production of Georgia State University's Andrew Young School of Policy Studies, located in downtown Atlanta, Georgia. To learn more about the Andrew Young School, visit us online at ayspsgsu.edu or follow us on social media at AYSPS.GSU. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to leave a review for us in your podcast app of choice. And we'll be back next month interviewing another policy thought leader from the Andrew Young School of Policy Studies at Georgia State University.